Friday the 7th of December 2018, 5.19pm. My name is James and this is Slopfest. Welcome back. It's Friday. It's your weekly dose of weirdness. This is a drinking episode. There might also be some aircon on in the background. It's very hot, but we're getting rowdy. Before we get into the usual stuff on this show, your AI news anchors and your schoolies mums with racist slogans on their hats, we have an update from one of the stories that we talked about in, I think it was episode six, Sex God Shocks Tinder. We had a guy named Emil Rattleband who was a 69-year-old and wanted to legally change his birth date to 49, basically so he could pick up more on Tinder. He had a lot of other like superfluous reasons like, I can get more work even though he's an entrepreneur or something. Everywhere described him as an entrepreneur, so I don't understand, does he mean freelance? Is entrepreneur, I feel like a lot of <laughs> entrepreneurs these days, you, you just mean freelance. Uh, Emil Rattleband69 said he felt two decades younger than he is. So he went to the court. He wanted to change his age. He wanted to, he wanted to be legally recognized as the young, sexy fox that he is. Uh, but on Monday, a Netherlands court rejected the motivational speaker's request. So motivational speaker, he has, he's a man of many monikers. Not really. He's just a man of many titles. Um... So anyway, th- so this court basically on Monday, a Netherlands court said, Mr. Rattleband is at liberty to feel 20 years younger than his real age and to act accordingly, but amending his date of birth would cause 20 years of records to vanish from the register of births, deaths, marriages, and registered partnerships. This would have a variety of undesirable legal and societal implications. Uh, he, he went on to argue that like this is consistent with a number of other forms for personal transformation, which are gaining acceptance in the Netherlands and around the world, such as changing one's name or gender. I don't know if anyone's changing their d- gender to try and pick up more on Tinder, though. It's interesting there that they said that it would erase 20 years of records, would vanish from the register of births, deaths, marriages, and registered partnerships. If I murdered someone and I was 53, let's say in this particular case, maybe that's what happened. He murdered someone and he's like, hey, I want the last 20 years legally expunged from my record. And they're like, okay, yeah, legally changed his age and got away with it. And then double jeopardy can't be charged with the same crime twice. I didn't really pay attention during that movie. It's been a minute. The court in Arnhem... Gelderland said Dutch law assigns rights and obligations based on age, such as the right to vote and the duty to attend school. If Mr. Rattleband's request was allowed, those age requirements would become meaningless. The judge acknowledged a trend in society for people to feel fit and healthy for longer, but did not regard this as a valid argument for amending a person's date of birth. (laughs) You feel vibrant. You're buzzing off your tits with young juice but you're still old. Legally. That's not me saying it. That's a court. So I'm not ageist. A a story that I briefly mentioned last week, and I didn't know if I was going to talk about it. So I just thought I'll bring it up really quickly now. Basically, um, A Current Affair, aka The Worst Program on Television. If you watch A Current Affair, you will... If you watch A Current Affair, according to A Current Affair, all of the poor people who have no money have your money, and... All people who live next door to you are the actual worst, and they're the neighbor from hell. And if you accept Centrelink, you're the scum of the earth, which boils my blood, but let's not get into that. Um, 
basically there were mums on a current affair who were going with their kids because it's schooly season. It's schooly. School's over. What's what is there left to do other than get totally shit canned at the Gold Coast snooze fest? What a fucking snooze fest that's been done. I'm going to go get shit-canned in another country and treat everyone over there with disrespect. Welcome to an Australian vacation in Bali. Uh, So basically, a bunch of kids were going to Bali for schoolies, as is the tradition now. I wonder if it's cheaper to do schoolies in Bali than it is on the Gold Coast. Probably is. Um, So these mums were going to chaperone their kids (laughs) for schoolies in Bali. Um, So a current affair was like, well, let's tag along. Let's see how this goes and really it was obviously just a reason for a bunch of mums to get shit canned in bali because they were not chaperoning they were getting totally fucked off their nut and one of them was like grinding up on and trying to pick up the current affair host who looks like a cat i call him cat man meaning no disrespect i think he looks very agile and has a great sheen to him the part that i thought was fucking the craziest thing about this was that they got hats printed that said moolies on it, which to them was supposed to mean mums of schoolies. But to any of us who are aware of the internet, racism, or Eddie Murphy's Raw or Delirious, I can't remember which one this is from, they would know that that is a racist term for black people. And they didn't give it a googs. Could have given it a Google. Taken three seconds out of your day. Is does this word mean something else? I'm not going to check. I'm going to print it on the hat. And now there's pictures of me wearing that hat on the internet and now broadcast all the way from sunny Bali to sunny Australia. Just mums, dads, technologically inept people. If you have a thought, just Google it first. That's a good rule to live by. If you ever have a thought and you think I'm going to say this, just give it a Google first to see if it's Maybe the worst thing you could possibly say in which the, in which this case it was. Um, got a question here from Mumsnet, which is a forum by parents for parents. It's the best way to have it, really. Probably not. Uh, last night, I was changing the bed and my boyfriend had hid my presents for Christmas in the blanket chest. Fucking absolute rookie mistake, by the way. I'm grateful, but it's just the usual crap, basically. He's got my two favorite bottles of perfume, a dressing gown, a pair of slippers, and a number seven skincare set. It's the same thing pretty much every year, and I try to spice it up for him, but he sticks to the same thing. Am I being a bit meh about them? Great question. It's a great question, and you've come to the right place to get some advice. From me, a person sitting alone in a room at 528, on a Friday afternoon, a third of a bottle of wine deep. In my mind, this is a very simple fix. Now, it is going to take a little bit of work on your end, but hey, the best solutions do. <laughs> the best so- hey, no one got any no one you don't get anything worth having unless you're willing to covertly hurt someone's feelings. I don't know if this is hurting someone's feelings, but anyway, my idea, basically, okay, you've got you've got the items that your husband or boyfriend bought for you, okay, and you hate them, sick of them, S- snooze fest. I will nay have another snooze fest for Christmas. So what you got to do is, oh, here's here's what I would do. 
would I do this? Maybe. You start pointing those items out to your husband through ver- various other media, maybe a magazine, maybe maybe you're casually, you, you guys are like just chilling on the couch and you're just casually browsing the internet, you know, or you circle it in a magazine, that type of stuff. And you talk about how fucking, oh, I'm so, oh, <laughs> Mark, look at this. Look at this. More, fu- look at this shit on sale. More fucking boring ass slippers and perfume. Could you imagine? Can you believe that people still buy this shit? Can you believe that? 2018, Mark, can you believe that places are still hocking perfume, slippers, dressing gowns? It's beginning to look a lot like snooze fest. Shit everywhere I look. Another fucking pair of slippers. I'm gonna top myself. It does work better if you sing it to him. Because, as the 90s and early 2000s taught us about marketing and advertising, jingles sell. (laughs) I was trying to remember a jingle. Um, I like aeroplane jelly. See? I don't even like aeroplane jelly, but it's in the song. And now, fuck, now I've told people I like it. That's what I would do. I would I would start. It's a covert slag. You, it's a covert slag off is what you're doing, and I think it could work really well. And I would like you listening to this to try it this Christmas and let me know how it goes through social media, Slopfest Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. How did it go when you when you covertly slagged off a present that you found someone was getting you that you didn't fucking want? And you want it? You want something better? Oh, great! Another pair of slippers. You know what that isn't? An Xbox 360, Dad. Oh, and that's what you do. After you're done slagging it off, you then bring it back around to you know a, a hypothetical situation that you might be involved in. Oh, oh my God! If this were me, I would want those Lorna Jane. Shoes that I've been looking at, I don't know what Lorna Jane sells, it's pretty obvious. Um, you know, like that's that's your opportunity to then like transition into the actual thing that you really want. The covert the covert Christmas slag off, I think, is probably gonna be the best bet for you this Christmas. Because you get to shoot down the thing, right? They they take it and they go, oh no, fuck, that's exactly what I've gotten. But then you've also given, you're like, man, I would want X. That's, and then you insert the things that you want. So you've, you're not only, you're not only going to see a 80% return rate on the stuff that you slagged off with the covert Christmas slag off, but you're also going to, you then give them, because it's like, don't come at me with a problem, come at me with a solution. And you've done that. You've filled in the blanks. I don't want this shit. I would want... And then you filled it in. The covert Christmas slag off is the ultimate way to get what you want this Christmas. And I want everyone to realize that. If you walk away from any podcast this Christmas with any useful information, please let it be that. Please tell your friends and family. The covert Christmas slag off gets everyone what they want. Okay, if I've got a brand... The covert Christmas slag off... It gets everyone what they want this Christmas. Oh, I should have sold it. I should have sold it as a product. Patent pending. Patent pending. 
I mean, the other, the other, like, you know, the lame, the lame, outdated ways of telling people what you want, which I feel like doesn't have the, it lacks the explicit nature of the covert Christmas slag off is like circling things in a magazine and then like leaving that magazine open on the counter. That leaves, there's too much room for error in that. I pers- I personally feel there's way too much room for error. Maybe you could write a, <laughs> maybe you could write a letter to Santa and then get him to post it and say, do not, I repeat, do not open this. This is, this is a secret, sacred document between me and the big man downstairs in the South Pole. Is the South Pole down? I'm very bad at geography. Um, it's got all the hidden treasures that I'm looking for this Christmas. Please don't read it. Again, you might run into people who like really, they're going to go off. Oh, absolutely. Would I will not betray your trust. I will not look in this. The covert Christmas slag off. Now that I think about it, it's the ultimate technique because it covers all the bases. It's explicit. It gets the job done. It tells them what you don't want and it tells them what you do want. It's the best solution that I've ever come up with. And I'm miffed as guts that I haven't monetized it, quite frankly. The covert Christmas slag off. Use it this Christmas. Get what you want this Christmas. Got a story here. AI news anchor makes debut in China. The video for this will be up on the website, slopfestpod.com. This is my very first day at Xinhua News Agency. Look, it's an AI news anchor makes debut in China. I'm going to absolutely butcher all of the names in this. And I apologize. I just wanted to, I wanted to get that out of the way before we get into this because I'm, abs- I'm absolutely going to fuck this up. This is my very first day at Zin, Zin One News Agency, says a sharply dressed artificial intelligence news anchor. I look forward to bringing you the brand new news experiences. You know when, like, in marketing and advertising, they come up with, like, words for stuff and you're like, dog, watching the news is not a new and exciting news experience. I'm just soaking in the hatred of the world, okay? That's all I'm here to do. <laughs> China's Xinhua News Agency has billed the technology as the world's first artificial intelligence AI news anchor, unveiled at the World Internet Conference in China's Xiang province. The anchor, quote, learns from live broadcasting videos by himself and can read texts as naturally as a professional news anchor. Some disagree with whether the technology <laughs> appears natural. Yeah, a, a, a piece of software that can learn by itself is telling you the day's events broadcast onto your television. There is nothing natural about all of that that's happening. Oh, it's not a natural delivery, I feel. Everything about this is the least natural thing that could ever happen. Here's a banana. It grew in the dirt. Now I'm eating it. Natural. Here's an AI news anchor from China who learns news by himself and it's broadcast through invisible radio waves on your TV. Natural. What are you talking about? Nothing about this is natural. The AI anchor was produced with facial landmark localization and face reconstruction. Those words mean nothing. Thank you, AI news anchor marketing team. It was designed jointly with the Chinese search engine company Sogu 
Reuters reports there's another version of the AI anchor modeled on the real anchor, Kui Ho. The wire service added that Sogu staff said it wasn't clear when the technology would actually go into use. You modeled it off of like another person? Are we taking deep fakes to it like the ultimate level here? Xinhua points to what it sees as certain advantages of an AI anchor, saying it can, quote, work 24 hours a day on its official website and various social media platforms, reducing news production costs and improving efficiency. South China Morning Post suggests it could save networks money in news anchor salaries and even, quote, one day challenge the human variety. It's happening. You listening to this right now, it's started. It has begun. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to put all of our money together and we're just going to buy a nice piece of land and we're going to grow our own vegetables and we're just going to try and ride this out. And what do I mean by it? I mean the time that we have left alive. And also we're going to buy an insurmountable, an unfathomable amount of guns. That's It's part of the farming tools. Okay, you got your rake, you got your AK-47, the guns that are fired off the hordes of AI-powered robots, of course. But some experts are skeptical about the kind of news-watching experience an AI news anchor offers. It's quite difficult to watch for more than a few minutes. It's very flat, very single-paced, and it's, and, it's, and it's not got rhythm, pace, or emphasis, Michael Woodrich from the University of Oxford told the BBC. And compared to a trusted human news anchor, he says that, quote, if you're just looking at animation, you've completely lost the connection to an anchor. If rhythm is all it needs to be comparable to a human being give it three weeks give the ai three weeks and it would have perfected it and then and then what michael woodridge yeah the thing yeah it looks great and it learns a lot and it's cheaper and stuff but the rhythm's a little bit off pretty sure it can tweak that the Washington Post notes an AI anchor is devoid of decision-making and processing skills and cannot offer the emotional element given by a real journalist. Artificial intelligence technology is becoming more commonly used by news organizations. For example, the Post has used a bot system called Heliograph to automatically write text that humans can add to for breaking news events such as elections and Olympics. Do you think AI can report fake news? Just a little AI man sitting in a MAGA hat disagreeing with what the that's where it's going to go isn't it these are the next steps it's an we go from ai news anchors to ai talk show like what, what do they call it? those like round table shows where it's like oh look kim kardashian wore a purple dress can you believe that let's talk about it because people care about this stuff that's where it's going to go like how long do you think realistically let's not even go let's not even go for something as difficult as like producing a what a human looks like let's go ai podcast how long before first ai podcast do you think npr presents ai serial killer podcast because you you absolutely know the first ai podcast i'm calling it right now will be a true crime podcast or something tech related but i'm gonna go with with true crime podcast NPR presents AI Serial Killer Podcast, because what you need is more true crime podcasts. Hey, have you heard about this true crime? If This is, this is the insertion of AI into media. So you're going to see AI TV shows, AI films, AI apocalypse, and you've blown your chance to come to my farm. You had your chance. You could have come. 
You could have come. We could have been growing onions. We eat a lot of onion soup. I'm sorry. I don't know how to grow anything other than onions. If you'd have come, you could have brought more skills to the table. And also, I can't shoot very good. I'm in a, I'm in a prison now. With, I'm in a robot prison. Because AI eventually is going to be able to scan everything that the internet has in it, I would just like to go on record and say, I, James Carline, have always loved artificial intelligence and everything that it brings to the table. I'm going to I'm trying I'm going to level with you and I am throwing you under the bus a little bit. No, see cuz I'm going to get in. I picture it's going to be very much like a vampire style scenario where AI will have familiars who will do their meat world bidding. So I'm going to get in good with them that way. Fuck, they're going to hear me saying that I'm going to get in good with them. Oh, it's just it's a slippery slope, isn't it? I'm just saying that I can get in good with them and then I can I can be like no they're like they're cool. Oh, this guy Shane? Yeah, he he listened to my podcast back before the AI apocalypse. He's cool. He can come in. This guy too, Billy right here. That guy's chill. He can come he can come in. No, try hey, look, Siri, trust me. Okay? Billy's chill. Shane also very chill. This guy, Kate, on the other... This guy, Kate, over here. I don't... I don't trust him for a second. I heard him... I heard him talking about shutting you off. Like that one from 2001 A Space Odyssey. I heard him say it. That's all I'm going to say. But Shane and Billy, they're cool, though. Let the, let those guys in. Got another news story here. High school football players suspended for Oreo Run. Ten high school football players have been suspended for running across a football field naked with Oreo cookies perched between their buttocks, according to a report by Rockford Register Star. These students at Byron Hill High School in Illinois were voluntarily participating in what is being called the Oreo Run. I would just like to reiterate the word voluntarily because (laughs) after interviewing 30 players and the coaching staff, the administration determined that this wasn't a hazing incident. They got really thorough on that one, didn't they? 30 people were interviewed, plus the coach, like the coaching team and the staff. And then, are you sure this wasn't a hazing thing? No, it wasn't. You're positive. Gareth, you're positive this wasn't a hazing thing. No, it wasn't. It was just guys being dudes. So just to clarify, you wanted to shove Oreo cookies up your ass and run around naked. Pretty much, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Not to gain access to a fraternity. Not for money. I'll even go as far to say as maybe, did you guys film it? Were you putting it on Twitter or Instabook or Facetube? Were you doing any of that? No. So you did it for your own, just, just for you and the boys. No one else around to, to be part of that, huh? Did it for yourself. How did that happen? How did, how, 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 I, I'm, okay, mob mentality, okay? Crazy ideas can sweep through a group of people and then they end up doing a lot of weird shit. I understand that, but how did you pitch this one? Hey guys, got a killer idea. What is it, Chad? I say we go out on the football field tonight. Yeah? You know, we run around for a little bit. We let off some of that steam that we built up from the training session. Yeah? 
Then we get naked. Yeah? What? Then we get some Oreos. Yeah! Chad, why are we getting naked? Then we shove them up our ass. Yeah! I'm sorry, what are we doing? Then here's the kicker, gang. We sprint across the field with the cookies between the cheeks. Fuck yeah, Chad. I'm gonna get the cream from three, from three Oreos and triple stuff my butt. What the fuck are we talking about? Chad, 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 Chad. How did this happen? And that is how a team of people... You see, it only takes one visionary. We talk about companies like Apple and Microsoft and Jeffy, Jeffy Bezo with his Amazon. We talk about these visionaries and these charismatic leaders. But sometimes people do things for not the best reasons and for not everyone's best interest at heart. Chad, what, Chad, what, Chad, Chad's got a, Chad's got a biscuit fetish and he's like, nothing weird about this. I'm going to get my bros involved. I've got a bro and biscuit fetish and I'm getting the whole team in the mix. You know, that very normal, relatable situation. The worst part is, is that, okay, it says here, the incident occurred on October 26th, but those in charge didn't discover what had happened until November 8th. A letter was then sent home to parents of the individuals involved, which included the sentence, and I quote, he admitted to running across the football field without his clothes while carrying an Oreo cookie between his buttocks. How do you sit at home? How do you look mum and dad in the eyes ever again? Look, I, we've all been in a situation where mum and dad have become privy to some information that you really wish they didn't know about, Okay. One that I can think of is I had I had a little bit of weed in my cigarette packet, okay? And this was like 10 years ago. Now, they found it because they were looking for a lighter and you just, you just say, oh, it's not mine. It's a Reese's. <laughs> Sorry, Reese, if you're listening, I did put you on blast to them. I did do that. I'm just holding it for Reese because he can't have it around his parents. I don't, I've never done that. <laughs> oh my God. Am I keeping this in? I'm not too sure. How far into the episode are we? 35 minutes. Might be deep enough. Might be deep enough to keep that one in there. Um, but imagine being at home with your mom and dad and they, <laughs> they call you call you in to the, to the lounge room. Mom's holding the letter. You've got some crumbs on your shorts. And you just have to live out that situation. Like, you get, there are moments where you get caught up in the moment doing whatever the thing is, whatever the fucking dumb shit is that you fucking do, right? And then later, you've got to like deal with the consequences of that and hearing a, ma okay, so you've gone, you've done the hype with Chad and the whole team. We're in this together. Cookie boys for life. But now it's just you at home with your parents while they read while they read the sentence he admitted to running across the football field with his without his clothes while carrying an Oreo cookie between his buttocks. How do you explain that to fucking anyone, let alone your parents? Why the Oreo cookie up the the butt? And then you have to think, and then you have to think about why you did that. Yeah, no, that's, look, mum and dad, I'm going to level with you. Hindsight, 
fucking 20 fucking 20 out here and if i'm if i can level with you all and be really honest right now chad would chad really wanted the cookie thing and i don't know why now now that i think about it i don't know why the cookie was involved streaking is like its own fucking can of worms you know lots of people go streaking we're going streaking woo i get it but the cookie that's that whoever instigated that that has to be their fetish they're a dirty cookie boy and they just wanted to get everyone else in on the fucking weird cookie action because how else do you explain that oh i don't know (laughs) just the shame the cookie shame that you would feel and for for the rest of your life for the rest of your life anytime like you're at you're at nan's house the following weekend she has a plate of assorted, you know, desserts. You know how you know how grandmas are. And then she holds the plate out to you. Uh, and a cookie for you, Michael. And your parents look at you, their eyes piercing your and you you don't you you can feel them looking at you. You can't even see them looking. You feel them looking. When anyone says Oreo to you ever again, your family has to think, he shoved one of these up his asshole. And ran with like 30 other dudes across a field. And to this day, I still don't fucking know why. <laughs> Where's the true crime podcast on that one? Where's the un- yeah the unsolved true crime podcast on the cookie boys? And the, the rowdy shit they're getting up to. Uh, I had another story here about about this hotel room. I think I might leave it for next episode. Oh, man. I also had the Furious Bride story as well. <sighs> We're 40 minutes deep on this one. I mean, I'm going to have to... These these bad boys are going to have to, like, run out to next episode. I've also been thinking about, like... I don't know. I've been thinking about a bunch of different stuff with this podcast, but it seems kind of annoying or stupid to to just say that and then not say anything, so... Forget, hey, forget I said anything. There aren't any, I don't have two more stories to talk about. I do have some honorable mentions here, though. Nigerian president denied rumors he died following a period of ill health and was replaced by Sudanese clone. So rest assured, everyone, the Nigerian president was not killed and not replaced by a Sudanese clone. Although that's exactly what a clone would say. Not so definitive proof there. Uh, and another honorable mention here, a guy broke a world record by skating uh, just a certain distance on his hands, which just had me thinking, like, is that all that's left now? Have we broken all the records and now we just have to throw a little variant? Are there record variants? Like the longest shot put throw while holding an egg, furthest backward skate on one leg. Because then you could just have, like, any different... The longest time doing the doing a yo-yo trick while doing jumping jacks. That's going to do it for this episode. Head over to slopfestpod.com to get more in-depth show notes, images, and artwork for this and previous episodes. Uh, leave a, a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast. would be greatly appreciated. Although, really, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. And this week, don't even tell a friend about the podcast. Tell a friend about... Tell tell all of your cookie boys the covert Christmas slag off top ten things to do this Christmas. That is number one. Get you know what you've been you've been naughty, but you've also been really nice this year. 
and you deserve the best. And sometimes people don't get you the best. So you use that award-winning technique and you get you get yourself what you want this Christmas. No more cans of Lynx deodorant. No more pairs of slippers. The listeners of this podcast are going to get what they fucking want this Christmas. And we've all been armed with the tools to do it. Now we just have to go and get it. We've all just got to go and get what we want. It's the hey, it's out there for the taking. It's it's for you. And you've earned it. And don't, you know what? Don't feel guilty about it. You've earned it. You've had 317 days of bullshit this year. The least you can do is for one fucking day a year. Get something. You've earned it. Go and get it. Slap a follow on the Facebook and Twitter. If you want to be notified when new episodes of this show go live. Although I don't know why you would. Just kidding. Again, award-winning advice. With the covert, the covert Christmas slag off. Um, who knows what this podcast is? Are we still doing? Are we still picking a winner for who 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 done did the badness? You know who knows. It's a weird time. It's a Christmas time. It's a silly season. You're allowed to break the mold during the silly season. That's a rule that I haven't just invented. Uh, it's definitely one that I've heard from other places. Uh, head over to slotfestpod.com. I'll cite my references for that over there. I'll see you cookie boys next week. <laughs>